Hello there. Welcome back to another session at the Ignite Your Wellness podcast, where I help overwhelmed entrepreneurs level up their yoga practice to achieve more successful results in their business by reducing distracting aches, stress, and exhaustion. This week is going to be kind of a part two from last week, where we talked about what to do when things go wrong or if you get an unexpected diagnosis. Today, we're going to dive deeper in how to stay the course and how to build that trust, that belief with yourself and the program. Okay, so diving it deeper in those two areas. So I'm going to give you a few implementable steps that you can start right now today. The first, of course, is having that plan, that program, whether you created it yourself or if you sought out the help from a professional. Regardless, you need to trust in the program and have a belief that it'll work. If you don't, then that's going to stop you short of success right off the bat. So I would check in with yourself. It's not something that's talked about or even explained a lot of the time, even when you go to see a professional, how you need to trust and believe in the program that it will help for you. So check in with yourself. If that's a solid no, you don't trust or you don't believe, then you need to get a new program or seek out the help of another professional or just communicate with the professional that you are working with. Often we get stuck in the patriarchal Western medicine and feel that their way is the highway, that sort of philosophy. And of course, you want to trust their advice and their insight because they're credentialed, hopefully, or they have the license, whatever it is. So obviously, they've been through a ton of knowledge, but you will know your body best. And so you need to communicate with them. This hurts. This makes it feel worse. This stresses me out. This is not working. So then you can problem solve and think of a new solution. A lot of the times people come to me and instead of having that hard and uncomfortable conversation with the practitioner they're working with, they just chalk it up as this program's not working, this person's not for me, and they quit. And they stop going back to that person. So before you have to start new with someone else from the very beginning, which that might be what you have to do if you can't come to a resolution with the practitioner and get that trust and that belief, that might be the case. However, you're going to take the knowledge, the insight that you did learn with that person and essentially up-level it, take it to the next level. But before you give up completely, talk with them. Tell them what your body's telling you, what your intuition tells you, and you'll get a lot more benefit. So that can also help to improve the trust and the belief in the program and the practitioner, that hard conversation. Another area where people give up is that they don't believe that their body can heal and they don't realize this. So that's another hard question to ask yourself is as you're going through your homework, your exercises, your yoga practice, your therapy, whatever it may be, do you believe that you can actually heal? And if that's a hard no, then you need to get coached and you need to get professional help on that. Because if you don't believe you're going to stop yourself short of success, you're going to keep creating sabotaging habits unconsciously, which are going to not get you the results that you want. So often, as I talked about last week, is that our expectation of healing is a lot quicker than reality. 
So patience is really required here. And during this time while you're waiting, you know, sometimes certain structures in terms of the physical body, like ligaments or discs or tendons, that sort of thing, bone, there's a specific amount of time on average that's required for these structures to heal. And it's kind of like watching paint dry where you can put the fan on the paint, you can open the windows to speed up the process and support the process. Just like you can work with a practitioner, you can create awakenings to unconscious ways of thinking and moving. But at the same time, there's still a set amount of weeks, sometimes months, for those structures to heal. And all you can do is support it along the way. So open the windows, put on the fan. And eventually the paint's going to dry or eventually your body's going to heal. You just have to support it. Often I find that people give up before the paint is fully dried, you know, and then they're trying to put that second layer on and getting bumps and all kinds of things go on. So in the meantime, what's more helpful is to create tiny proofs of success. So if you're kind of doubting yourself or you find yourself slipping back into that mindset where you don't completely believe that your body can heal, what you can do is prove to yourself that it is healing. So create tiny little markers or tiny little steps of success. So that's where journaling really comes into play here. So go back a couple of podcasts where I talk about journaling and measuring results and that sort of thing. If you can create measurable outcomes and if you take your bigger goal, let's say of reducing low back soreness or improving stress management or creating more joy in your life, whatever it is to help improve your health and wellness, and break it down into smaller goals or smaller steps that are measurable, then you have a higher likelihood of achieving success because you can actually see that you're on the right path. I'm going to break this up in terms of pain for the body. Often I have patients and clients, they'll come in for the next session or the next group call or whatever it may be, and I'll throw out the question, okay, how are you guys doing this week? any changes. And often right off the bat, I'll get people that say no change. Everything's the same. And if you're doing the work, right, if you're actually taking the time to create change in your life, especially if you're working with a professional, you should see some type of change. So when someone says no change, it's all the same. Either one or two things happen. The program's not working. So then we need to problem solve, troubleshoot there. Or two, there is change, and this is more common, they're not noticing the change, right? They're looking for the all or none phenomenon. So if they have low back soreness, for example, when sitting, they're looking for it to completely go away for there to be any change. Instead, pain especially is more like a dimmer as you work with your nervous system, as you work with your patterns of moving and thinking and emotions and all this work. It's more like a dimmer where if every time you sit for 20 minutes, you're feeling eight out of 10 or six out of 10 pain, which is very distracting soreness because you're not going to be able to sit for a long time to get into your workflow. But if you're able to drop it down to a four out of 10, which doesn't seem like that dramatic of an improvement, or you're able to increase your sitting time from 20 minutes to 30 minutes for, again, not huge dramatic change. And you might miss both of those because they're more subtle. 
if you're not looking for it, if you're not tracking it, but if you are, and you start to notice, hey, consistently last week, I was only able to sit for 10 to 20 minutes or last week, every time I sat for more than 20 minutes, I was getting six out of 10 pain. But this week, I can now sit for 30 minutes consistently or this week, most days out of the week, I'm only at four out of 10 pain. Then you're seeing progress. So then you're creating another level of trust in the program, another level of trust and belief in your body and your capabilities to heal. Then you're more likely to stay the course, stay the path because they're tiny proof of success, right? So that's going to create more belief. What can you do today if you're in the midst of healing yourself to create small, measurable outcomes that you can track, right? So that you know that you're on the path. The other thing that can really help with staying the course, staying the path and belief is a plan for what to do on an off day. So often another common mistake I hear when people are working with me is that the program's not working because they've had a flare up. Super, super common. Can you relate? You've been healing your neck issue and things were going great. And then one morning you woke up and your neck was stiff again. And you feel like you've done nothing to get there and you don't know what went wrong. And now you're ready to give up. The problem with healing that throws people off, and again, why they give up too soon, is because they have a flare-up and it catches them off guard. Healing is not linear. If you think of a graph, I actually graphed this out in the Heal Your Low Back Blueprint. I have a module on the healing process of pain and processing pain. But if you imagine a graph, we often think of healing that it's a straight line upward, a straight trajectory. But most of the time, there's dips as you work towards healing. There's plateaus. It's sometimes the feeling of two steps forward and one step back, or two steps forward and three steps back, right? Or no steps forward. Very common. Again, that's why it's important to have measurable goals. So you know that if you do have an off day, Well, I'm going to talk about this in a moment. You're going to have a plan for that off day. But then when you come out of it, that you're still progressing forward. So when you do have an off day, it should be an expectation that that might happen. And what are you going to do when you have a day where you wake up feeling sore and flared up, right? So for me, especially with my health, that can be changing. (laughs) And also, just because my daughter is now home more frequently, is I'm trying to plan containers of time where I have nothing planned. I'll say that again. I'm planning containers of time, like blocks of time that I don't have anything planned. So if I need to lie on the couch and give myself some self-care, or if I need to step up my home yoga routine, or if I need to go see a practitioner or schedule an online session that maybe I hadn't built into my week, Because I have an off day and I need to take care of myself, I have given myself cushion so I can reschedule other things. Now, this has taken me some time to develop and get used to, especially because I work one-on-one with people. And so it's not like I'm going to call someone up last moment and reschedule them because I have that same policy in my office where if you miss a group call, you catch the replay. 
or if you need to, I have a 24 hour cancel policy if you have one-on-one -on -one calls. So I'm not going to cancel or reshift things on them last minute unless it's an emergency. So what I need to do is follow through with my commitments, but then on the back end, take care of myself, give myself a little love. So I've created flexibility in my schedule for the off days because for me, they just happen. I need to honor that. And so what are you going to do for your off days? And that will take a lot of pressure off this feeling of having to heal quickly, right? And that's another thing is when we're striving to heal quickly, often it's because we think that when we hit our end goal, when our low back pain is healed or our neck pain is healed, that you're going to have the gold pot at the end of the rainbow, right? You're going to finally achieve happiness and success and joy in your life. And often that's not the case. Whatever feelings, emotions, problems that you have right now, you just carry it on your journey. It might look a little bit different, but a lot of the same problems are still going to be there. This is the work that I personally am doing right now is trying to carve out a bit of happiness and joy every day. So when my business really gets to the place that I want it to be, when my house really gets to the place that I want it to be, because it's an evolution, it's an ongoing journey for me. The point is I'm not waiting for the happiness and joy when I get to those points because it's ongoing. For me, I'm always going to be evolving my health. I'm always going to be involving my business. When I get to one level, I'm going to strive for the next level. So I want to start experiencing joy and happiness right now in this very moment. And then when I hit those successes, it's just like a sweet bonus. But I'm beginning, in yoga, we call this santosha. I'm beginning to experience and work with the bliss layer, the yanamaya kosha, experiencing contentment and peace in the day-to-day -day and able to roll with things with a little bit more ease. So that's another way to help stay the course. A couple more steps here. I'm just looking at my notes. And again, this also comes with the happiness and joy factor is and the off days is what are you going to do when stress happens? When life doesn't go as planned, when your time is cut short or things pop up unexpectedly, what are your techniques and solutions for managing stress? I'm not saying solving stress because stress is always going to be there. It's part of life. In fact, a little bit of it at certain times are helpful with helping us to grow. But day-to-day, moment-moment, when stress does happen, what are you going to do to help work through it and manage it? If you want a little meditation, hop over to the free Facebook Live community just this week. I put in a short meditation to help you process through emotions and manage stress. Because right now, as I'm recording this, a lot is going on in the world. Gyms, salons, fitness centers, yoga studios have now closed again. It's looking like Schools are turning to 100% online for learning, which is more stress and responsibility for parents. The Black Lives Matter movement is still happening, which it should. We need an awareness and awakening for this. The point is, is that there's a lot of emotions right now. Things are very raw on many different levels and many different social media outlets. How are you going to manage this stress? Because Whenever you are stressed, it's going to fuel that inflammation. It's going to keep you in that fight or flight, which is going to tense the muscles. Sometimes that is the missing component in programs or why that people feel that a program might not be working is because they're not 
working with the stress level. So if you do need help with that personally, you can reach out to me. Again, I'll put the free consultation link in the show notes as well. So two free options, a Facebook group for a free consultation to determine the best fit through a variety of programs that I have if you want to work deeper with me. Which then brings me to the next point is another way to stay on course is you really have to manage your thoughts on your body. And what are you thinking day to day, moment to moment? I already talked about this belief that you can heal, but there's other thoughts about your body, many, many other beliefs that maybe you were taught growing up or how to handle emotions and that sort of things. And I highly, highly recommend working with someone here. There's a lot of free podcasts too on ways to work with emotions and your thoughts. So if you are unemployed and feeling pressured of the pocketbook, right now I would start with podcasts and then to go deeper to your own personal issues. Again, there's group settings, there's one-on-one settings. So seek out some help to get outside your box of thinking and again, create an awareness of what's going on unconsciously. And the last thought I'm going to leave you with today, another tip is to create chances for success. So often we work with the practitioner or we listen to the podcast or we do the work of learning, but then we don't actually create our schedule that is going to help support the success. That's actually going to support implementing what you've learned. Because if you don't implement it, you're not going to get the change in results. So like I mentioned with my schedule, how I carve out room for flexibility, and that's taken me time to learn how to manage that and schedule that. But maybe for you, if you work at the desk and have to sit a lot, setting a timer to remind you to do your stretches or get up and move around. Maybe if you are always pushing yourself to do an hour-long yoga class online, maybe it's letting that go and choosing 10 minutes, creating a 20-minute routine that's a shorter time window, especially if you have your kids home. Trust me here. A lot of the times when I do my yoga practice, it's 10, 15 minutes because I'm just fitting it in when I can, right after the walks. Many of you have heard me say this before, right after walks is the perfect time where my body really embraces the yoga routine. But sometimes because I'm doing more Zoom calls, more group coaching calls online, I'm sitting a lot more than I ever have in my life. So I found that I need to even change my routine, what was working prior to COVID isn't working as well because my day-to-day routine has changed. So now I've taken to doing 10, 15 minute yoga routines midday and at the end of my day, especially if I sat a lot because I have a couple of disc tears. And if I sit too long, especially with poor posture, I will feel it the next day. So I've had to change my own routine. So creating room for success and chances for success in your program. Okay, I'm going to give you a brief wrap up. I have them written down, but hopefully I've gotten through everything. (laughs) Okay, so here's ways to increase that belief in yourself and to help stay the course in your program so you don't give up. Okay, is number one, again, having that trust, that belief in the practitioner in the program. Number two, having the belief in the body and the patience for the time to heal. Number three, having a plan for what to do 
on the off day. Number four, creating small markers of success. So you create more proof that you are healing, that you are on the right path. So you're strengthening that belief. <laughs> Number four, completing the program. So making sure that you're actually doing and setting out to do what you've learned and what you told yourself you're going to do. I don't even know if I said this before. Another one I don't think I said is looking back in your journal to see how far you've come. That's another way to strengthen that belief that you're on the path. So you just got two bonus ones. <laughs> Actually complete the program and look back in your journal to see how far you've come. Okay, I've lost track of my numbers now, so I'm just going to carry on. Creating techniques and ways to manage stress. Another tip, working on thoughts with your body, either through podcasts or a practitioner or a program. Creating chance for success. So setting yourself up for success. So again, you can implement what you've learned. And the most important one, probably bringing happiness and joy into your life right now. So I'll leave you with that. I hope you have a great week. I'll see you next week. Bye for now. Wait, before you go on, make sure you know about the upcoming free online yoga masterclass. This class is Yoga for the Entrepreneur to level up your yoga to achieve more success in your business. And even if you aren't an entrepreneur, most likely you have an entrepreneur mindset, then this class is perfect for you as well. We're going to go over ways to reduce distracting aches and pains, boost energy, and reduce stress. Also, you can have more creativity and more productivity in your business. So if you've ever felt like you're sitting at your desk trying to write a proposal, but you're distracted by that nagging low back soreness, then this class is for you. Or if you've ever felt like your creativity is stifled by stress, worries, anxiety, then this class is for you. Or if you're having trouble sleeping at night or feel exhausted and drained throughout the day, so then you're not as productive or think of troubleshooting or problem solving techniques and tips for your business, then this class is definitely for you. Head over to the show notes for the link to save your seat. This class will be July 30th at noon Pacific Standard Time. If you're listening to this podcast and it's past that date, just head over to the show notes for the free Facebook Ignite Your Wellness community online so you can make sure to stay up to date when more free online classes will be in the future. Bye for now.